God's grace, his mercy, and his peace are yours from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. There are three fish that lived in the pond. They each had different names. One's name was Plan Ahead. One's was Think Fast. And the last one's name was Wait and See. As these fish swam around in the pond, they heard a fisherman saying, I'm coming back here tomorrow to go fishing. So, Plan Ahead said to the other two fish, Well, I'm going to plan ahead. I'm going to swim downstream so that when the fisherman comes, he won't catch me. Think Fast said, Well, I'll just wait and see, and I'll deal with it as it happens. And Wait and See said, Well, I don't have time to think about this right now. I'm going to go do other things. So the next day, the fisherman came out, and already Plan Ahead was downstream. He was safe. So the fisherman threw his net into the water, and he caught Think Fast and Wait and See. Think fast, quickly turned belly up in, in the net, and the fisherman said, oh, this fish isn't any good, he's dead, threw him back into the pond. Wait and see, ended up on the fisherman's table for dinner. What's the point of the story? Planning is good, right? Or at least you have to think fast in order to deal with things that come in your life. But you don't want to be wait and see. If someone's telling you that story, it's likely that they're teaching you a lesson about planning and planning forward into your future and and what you need to do, especially as we sit here today on the verge of a new year, we all have plans. We maybe have plans for our life. We plan to graduate, maybe get a job, maybe get a new job. Maybe we have plans to retire, to go see some cool things in, in this world that we haven't seen. Maybe it's plans for our family, uh, plans to have kids, plans to travel with your kids. Whatever it is, we typically have plans. And if you haven't planned out 2017 yet, it's likely you have an idea of what you'd want to see, idea of what you'd want to happen next year. So as we plan, let's ask ourselves, how would God want us to plan? Today we see two things that God tells us in James, two things that we have to take into account as we plan for our future. And this is what we read in James chapter 4. Starting at verse 13, he says, Now listen, you who say, Today or tomorrow we'll go to this or that city, spend a year there, carry on business and make money. Why, you do not even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if it is the Lord's will, we will live and do this or that. As it is, you boast and brag, all such boasting is evil. Anyone then who knows the good he ought to do and doesn't do it sins. When you hear that, it's almost as if we hear God saying, don't plan. It sounds like that to our ears. He he picks out these people who plan to go to this city, to that city, to, to do business and make money. And he says, this planning isn't good planning. Not because you're deciding where to go, but there's something missing in that planning. Jesus tells a parable in Luke very much similar to that kind of planning. 
And it's not as if God is telling us that planning is bad, that we should just live day to day and expect that he takes care of us. No, even, even Jesus tells us that if someone's going to build a tower, they're going to sit down and they're going to estimate the cost and see how much money it is to see if they can build it. But for the plan in James, there is something missing. Very much like the parable Jesus tells in Luke chapter 12 about a rich man. This rich man, he had a good year of crops. He planted crops and he got more than he could expect. And so when he gathered all his crops, he sat down and he said, what am I going to do with this all? I don't have enough space for it. And so he thought to himself, I'll tear down my old buildings tear down my old barns, I'll build big barns and store everything that I have in those. And then he thought to himself, self, I have what I need. I have everything that I could possibly want. Now I could sit back, retire, eat, drink, and be merry. What's wrong with those plans? Well, if you look at that parable and you read through it, you see 11 times that man talks about himself, using I, me, or my. Eleven times he says, look at all that I have, all that I have accumulated, and this is what I want to do with it. Guess how many times he mentions God? Zero. He looks at everything he he has and says, this is what's good for my life. Guess how many times he looks forward to heaven and his afterlife? None. None. It's not as if planning is bad. God doesn't say planning is evil. Instead, he says, this is what makes plans bad. When you boast about it, when you're proud about it, when you make your plans and there's something that's missing, something that's not included, the Lord. If the Lord isn't there part of your plans, you're going to be lost. Because... As human beings, as sinners, we have to take one thing into account. And here's our first thing that we use to plan. Being sinners, we all die. The Lord came to that rich man the day before he gathered all his stuff, and he said, today your life will be taken from you. James, it says, your, your life's like a mist. You're here a moment, and then you vanish the next. And so the first thing that we have to take into account as we plan for our future is we plan for the inevitable. And for us sinners, the inevitable is death. Time magazine and other investing magazines do a good job at reporting this. Over a third of Americans, 33% of Americans, have zero dollars planned for retirement. That's, that's not much of a retirement plan. Now think about this. The percentage of that's going to go so much higher for those who plan for death. Have you ever planned for death? Your death? Here we, we plan for where we live and the job we'll do. We even plan for how long we want to do it. We plan for our, our retirement and how much we need to save for our retirement so we can live so long and enjoy our life and travel maybe and go see family. And we plan all this. But we haven't planned for death. 
the very thing that each one of us is going to face, death, is the thing that we forget to plan for. It's inevitable. It's going to happen. And so how do we plan for something that we all don't want to think about? How do we include that, the inevitable in our plans for 2018 and 2019 and, and so on and so, so forth for the rest of our lives? How do we include that? Well, James gives us more direction. He says in verse 15, Instead, you ought to say, if it is the Lord's will, we will live and do this and that. See, God's made plans even though we haven't. See, God planned. He said, I have prepared for you a place in heaven. That's what Jesus said. I'm going ahead of you to prepare that place. You see God's plan the moment a man fell into sin and cursed the whole world. He said, I'm going to plan for redeeming you. And how I will do this is through my son Jesus who will come. And the plan is that he will be born of a virgin, born under the law, to redeem those under the law so that you and I might receive the rights of children. He planned that all for us. And so he says, I planned for the inevitable. Inevitable. I want you to plan with an if. And that's so hard for our sinful nature. Because as sinful human beings, we are control freaks. We want to make sure our plans happen. Because our plans are the best, right? What we think is good for us is what we feel we should get. But if you plan with if, it changes everything. Let's say we went into a restaurant and the waiter came and got you situated at your table and he, he gives you the menus and he says, pick what you want to eat. And so you, you look through it and you, you pick a dish. You say, I'll have the steak. But then you say to the waiter, if the chef wants to give me something else, I'll be happy to eat that too. And the waiter says, very well. He leaves for about five minutes and he comes back with a tray and your meal and he puts it in front of you. And it's a plate with week-old soup, stale bread, and carrots. What are you going to say to the waiter? That's not what I ordered. And he'll say, yes, it is. You said, whatever the chef would give you, you'll eat. But that's not really what I wanted. I wanted something good. I didn't expect him to change that out in my life. I want something like a steak, and he gave me stale bread Putting an if in front of your planning is so difficult because we want the stake in our lives, the things that we plan out and the things that we think are good for us. But when we put an if in front of our lives, we say, if it is the Lord's will, we're not certain what we're going to get. And so we might have plans for our family, for retirement, for our future, But if it is the Lord's will, it might not happen. 
we might not be able to retire if it is the Lord's will. We might not be able to go to school. We might not be able to do these things if it is the Lord's will. And it might not be what we expected, but it's still the Lord's will. And you realize how amazing that is once you realize who the Lord is. If you go by God's will and his plan for you, you're going by someone who said, here's how God demonstrates his love for us. In this, while we are still sinners, Christ died for us. This is the, the if part of our planning with, with God, where, where he says, he came not to be served, but to serve. And to give himself as a sacrifice for us all. This, this is the if planning that we have, that he says, I, I will work for the good of those who love me and who I have called according to my purpose. And so while we might receive something laid out in front of us that we might not like, that we might not enjoy, if we plan with if, it's the Lord's will. And you know the Lord loves you. And you know it's going to be for your good. You know who is very good at planning with if? Joseph. Not, not that Joseph. Joseph in Egypt. Joseph, who had brothers who sold him into slavery. Do you think Joseph dreamed that he would be a slave, that that was his dream, and that he would be put into prison? No, Joseph dreamed that his father and his brothers would bow down to him. Twice he had that dream. Literally, he, he dreamt it. But then his brothers sold him into slavery. Then he was put in prison. And everything that Joseph dreamed wasn't happening until God made it happen. Suddenly, God took Joseph and made him second in command in Egypt. And making him second in command, he saved virtually all of the Middle Eastern world by storing up grain in Egypt for everyone to come and eat and take part of. And so Joseph's life was a plan of if... If the, the Lord would have me go to slavery, if he would have me go to prison, I am happy and glad to do that because if he does that, it's still going to be good for me. It's amazing how we can plan with if. Planning's not bad in any way. It's only if there's God, it's not a part of it. Matthew 6 says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these things will be added unto you. Plan with that if. Plan knowing that certainly we can look forward to what we have in the future, but don't let it be my and I and me. Let it be the Lord. And what would he have me do? Where he leads me. And then we could stand with other Christians, believers, with Joseph, say, I know it's going to be good. Because he loves me. In Christ Jesus, it's going to be good. May God bless our new year as we go forward, as we plan for the inevitable in Christ, 
and plan with the if. As we make our plans for the future, you won't regret it. I guarantee it. Amen. Please stand.